0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Okay, so uh, about nine years ago, uh, Caitlin and I have been married for 11 years now. Wow, it's a happy anniversary. Uh, but nine years ago, we were living in an apartment in Raleigh, and uh, we were still feeling like newlyweds. But uh, our friends, uh, Jared and Jen Hamilton, this was probably Jen's idea. This is, this is a very Jen thing to do. Had a great <laughs> idea to do uh, this, this cleanse, this juice cleanse. It was, oh it was yes, the, I didn't know where you're going. Uh uh-huh. It was narrative. a Dr. Oz juice cleanse, um, and we were all like, "Okay, sure. Like, let's go for it. Let's just do it." We were all gonna do it, all four of us. Let's just go in, do it together. It was a three day, three day cleanse, and for three days, all you do is drink these. Jared called them shakes, and in my mind, a shake is made with pure sugar, milk, ice cream, maybe chocolate. That's a shake, okay. This thing was, was basically you go outside and get a handful of grass <laughs> and dirt and blend it up. And that's what it was.
1: Yeah, it was honestly pretty gross. So tasty. they
0: were they were these juice, juice juice. We made them ourselves. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You had to go out and buy the ingredients. Very expensive. Yes, like it was but tons of ingredients.
1: Now looking back, we didn't have the nice blender, and that was the problem. No, like our, we could have turned but, it into a juicer. Like we we could have turned it into juice, well, yes. but instead this was like celery that wouldn't really like chop well, up really well so it was, like, ours chunky. was better
0: than the hamiltons because remember i remember drinking so the lunch let's just give you guys a visual i can smell it right now and to this day i cannot eat cucumbers or celery i didn't really love them to begin with but now i cannot eat them because of this this thing look but, it
1: up the three-day dr oz uh, juice cleanse it was, was a um, it. it was
0: a it was a what was it called
1: a cleanse you're right oh, okay detox. whatever like,
0: yeah. detox that's it that's what i was trying to think of detox uh so botox so anyway so it Not was <laughs> so it was this detox thing but the lunch I, I can't call it a shake the lunch drink was green like the, when you got done blending it up it was purely green and it was uh a, a bunch of i want to say it was like 10 stalks of celery. I mean, it was so much celery, kale, lots of kale. And the base for this was like coconut water or something, which is disgusting. But the the lunch drink was very green, had a lot of just chunky stuff in it. Well, Jarrett and I had a meeting with this guy, um, and we were having a lunch meeting, and so it was like, hey, man, let's go eat. You choose the place because me and Adam are on a, a cleansed diet. So you choose wherever. He chose Stromboli's, which is a really good uh, restaurant right there on Spring Forest Road, in Raleigh. And it didn't matter. I can't have gluten. And all I have is pizza and Stromboli's and Calzone's. And it's delicious. But we're sitting there for this meeting and drinking our drinks. And I'm gagging. I mean, I can't, I cannot hold this drink down. It's so disgusting. <laughs> And I'm we're meeting this brand new guy, trying to get him involved in the church. And I'm I'm over here to the side, literally gagging. Jarrett's laughing. It was a whole thing. And I remember one day Jarrett drinking his lunch drink, and he's like pulling chunks of kale out of his mouth. Like it was the worst. We remember one one day after work, we you came home, and we just laid on the floor in the apartment and just thought I, I that, thought yeah. I thought I had the flu. Yeah, I, no,
1: that's right. That's what I remember from it is just feeling like I had the flu. Like. On day two or something like that. Thanks, Doctor Oz. Miserable. Like this is dumb.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. One, the dinner drink had cayenne pepper in it. Part of the diet, you had to take a bath, and our bathtub wouldn't fill up with water all the way because the water pressure in the apartment (laughs) or something. Until we had to sit in a bathtub with Epsom salt and like splash the water. It wouldn't even get over your legs. Such a good
1: visual. I know you guys want to
0: (laughs) think about that. Anyway, is there a point to this? have you listeners ever done any kind of crazy diets like that? Um, I don't recommend the Dr. Oz three-day cleanse, <laughs> Uh, but there are probably some way better ones out there now. Plus that was nine years ago. But what we're talking about today, <laughs> there's, there's a reason we're talking about this, is a lot of times we treat our pursuit of Jesus as it's a diet instead of a lifestyle. Yeah. And that's, that's, a problem that we want to talk about is how can we, one, how do we do this? What is a diet compared to the lifestyle and how can we make our relationship or our pursuit of Jesus more so a lifestyle?
1: I think a lot of us have tried different diets before, you know, or they're just fad the fad diets. You know what we're talking about. It's like you should be keto or do intermittent fasting or, you know, do the 30 day shred, like, You could probably think of like 10 different options. And why are those like so appealing? It's because people think that you can for 30 days follow this diet and at the end of 30 days you're going to look this good, you're going to feel this good, you're going to meet those goals. Yeah, You uh, you might have this quick fix, but then unless you like do that diet forever and ever, amen, like it's not going to stay long term. Um,
0: There's no way in the world that anybody can drink those things for more than just three days anyway. So... But you're right. They are. It, it is a quick fix. It's a hey, look here's a here's a before and after picture of someone who did it, which I think most of those are like photoshopped. But it's like hey, you can quickly do this in eight weeks. You can have ab, you know six pack abs and you'll be eighty pounds lighter.
1: Right, and also with the diet too, it's like making you remove like all the good things, like everything that you enjoy, essentially when it comes to food. Um, it's like no, you can't have that anymore. Can't have this. Can't have that. Can't have this. Can't have that. It's like torture, essentially, yeah. for however long this diet lasts. If so I
0: just suffer for eight weeks or however long. I'll then I can be whatever I want.
1: I think. And where we're going here is like a lot of us try to make our relationship with Jesus a diet. It's like, oh, I feel far from God, or I haven't like spent any time with Him. What's going to fix that? I need to wake up every morning this week and read my Bible and journal, make sure I'm highlighting and I go to church on Sunday and I take notes during the sermon. And if I do that, then I'm going to be like in good standing with him or then I'm going to be close with him again. And and I'm, you know, that's what I'm missing. And that's like, that's going to be what I need. So I think we, we can easily treat our relationship with Jesus like a diet.
0: So I ran, so last December, I ran an 18 mile trail run. I'm not hyping myself up. It's just like, one of the biggest things i've ever done in my life so big deal. Uh, big deal. but yeah big deal. but right before a lot of times people if they don't train well then right before the race they're kind of freaking out So they're like okay if for the next like two weeks i just drink tons of water i'll just like starve myself try to lose a little bit of weight two weeks before the race but then also like be running because i don't have time to run tons of miles i'll just see what i can do for the race and that the thing is that may work like you may see results that may work a little bit you may run the race and do pretty well but then right after it's not you're, you're right back to where you were because all you did it's like cramming for a test like all you're doing is just cramming for a quick result and then you get it and that's with in your relationship with jesus if it's man i i, I really i'm finding myself in a season where i want to find a wife or you want to find a husband and you just like oh, it's because I'm not living right or I haven't been reading my Bible and no wonder I'm meeting terrible people or people that are bad for me. It's because I'm not. So then you just start like cramming, like a cramming for a test. And here you go. You're like, and then you it's because all you're caring about or the only goal you have in mind is a result that you want to see for yourself. It's Honestly, it's kind of selfishness a little bit <laughs> right? when you look at it that way.
1: Yeah, so – The Jesus diet, it's, like, always going to frustrate us and wear us down, you know? It's because we're putting, like, certain requirements on what it looks like to, like, be close with God. It's like we're trying to have this quick fix or just do these things, and then this is going to be the quick result. This is going to be the result I want because I've done these things. And, I mean, we say that all the time. Like, it's not about the doing. Obviously, it's about being. But what we want to emphasize is that following Jesus is a lifestyle. It needs to be a lifestyle change. It's not just these quick 6 weeks of being close with him and now okay, now I've got a good relationship with him. No, it's a it's it's a complete perspective change and like a whole shift and it's ongoing. It's not quick. It's long-term. It's meant to last forever and ever. Um you're you're choosing him over and over no matter what like your circumstances or your day-to-day schedule looks like. I think early on in my years following Jesus, like I thought it had to look a certain way to be close with him, you know, just like what we've been saying. And as I've just gotten older and walked with him longer, I've realized that it looks way different all of the time. And I mean, it's because I've, I've like been in and out of different seasons of life. You know, when I got married, it was like, okay, wow, well, what does it look like to follow Jesus now that like I'm living with somebody or... I had kids and it's like, wow, okay, now how do I follow, what does it look like for me to follow Jesus as a mom when my schedule looks different and I'm sleep deprived? Um, Now it's like, what does it look like to follow Jesus when I have three kids and we're running a ministry and we're taking on new projects and how do I find the balance? And I will say like following Jesus has looked completely different in all kinds of seasons. You know, there's obviously things that remain the same. And I, I don't want anybody to like step away from this and think we're not saying that you don't need to be like opening your Bible every day and stuff. Like obviously like scripture says we should do that. Like, I think that's really good. But you know, like for instance, yesterday, like all of my kids were sick. We got no sleep. I did not wake up at 6am and open up my Bible. Does that mean that I'm like less of a Christian or you know, not close with Christ, no. Or that
0: God's going, ah, 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 Caitlin, no, 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 shame on you. You know, I know you only got two hours of sleep last night, but let's read Deuteronomy, you know. like Yeah, I I think think, shame is a big part of it. Like,
1: you associate shame so much with, like, what you're not doing or, you know how you're not following Christ like in in a way that you think that like you should be and i like that is not what it looks like to have a, well, a lifestyle following him.
0: Go back to comparing it to the diet idea like when when you are on a strict diet and maybe it's not something crazy like a 3-day Dr. Oz cleanse but maybe it's something where you have to eat a certain, you know, thing or you definitely can't eat certain things like if you take out dairy or something. You in the back of your mind let's say you're you're you know a week in, two weeks in, and you're like, man, I really want that, you know, cup of coffee with real milk in it instead of, you know, oat milk or whatever. I don't know, whatever, almond or soy. So in, in the back of your mind, there's that failure that's, that's creeping in going like, okay, I, your desire is I just want it. But if I do that, I know I'm going to fail and it's over and it's done. And then your diet is ruined. And the last week and a half, two weeks, three weeks, whatever is ruined because you just had one little – cup of coffee that has oat milk in it. And we're not trying to tempt you to get away from your uh, diet. But what we're saying is that with with Jesus, like, think about your relationship with him. And yeah, like your your life has different circumstances that come in. There are different things that happen. Uh, you, you know, if you're traveling or like you have someone, you have loss in your family or you have like way more to do at work than you normally have to do because there's these big projects and you have to do them and it throws your schedule off. Like God understands our our schedule change and all that, but when you perspective is so big, like we talked about perspective last night at our on our Zoom study for our Bible study, um, but when your perspective is that your pursuit of Jesus is more of a lifestyle, then you see that it's you have a desire for these things more so than you feel obligated to do them. When I'm on a diet, I'm I know my you know, I'm not happy with how much I weigh or something, so I want to lose the weight. So then, you know, that's that's what I do. But but deep down, I don't desire to only eat salads for lunch. You know what I mean? Like, but but with a in a Jesus lifestyle, when it's when you know that Him being in you is who you were created to be, and He will shape you into who you're created to be. Now you have more of a desire for Him than just feeling obligated to like read your Bible. I just feel obligated to read my Bible. I feel obligated to go to church. I'm not real sure that, that Jesus is is longing for just our little obligation or our begrudging obligation because we feel like it may be the right thing to do. He wants us to desire him. And that's where, um, that's where like choosing a lifestyle, a Jesus lifestyle is, you know, way more fulfilling. It's freeing. Uh, it's, it's going to, obviously it's, it's not something that's just a quick fix. It's something that's going to last and sustain you, uh, and, and ultimately give him all the glory because you're going to be the person that he's created you to be.
1: And so it looks like it does take effort to figure out what that looks like. If you've never had a lifestyle pursuit of following him and being in relationship with him throughout your whole day, not just at certain times of the week, certain times of the day, Um, so you have to figure out, okay, well then what does that look like? You know, if, I mean, it's not even realistic to think that you can wake up every single morning and, and open God's word at the same time every single day for your whole life, you know? So think through like, okay, then what does that look like when my week shifts around or the days look different? Um, how do you stay in communion with God like all day long? What does that look like to you? I think there's a lot of different ways, but the like discipline and consistency, you know, make a huge difference here. Just like a lifestyle diet, you know, you have to be disciplined enough to make those changes, like to not overeat every single day. That's, that's a lifestyle change to choose healthier options. That's a lifestyle change. The same thing in your walk with the Lord. Like there has to be things that are consistent and disciplined about your day that say, I'm following Christ. And what does that look like? You know, so for example, You know, for me, it's it's crying out to him in the car or it's it's listening to worship music or it's prioritizing like time later in the day to just like quiet myself and maybe open up my my scripture at lunchtime or um, before I go to bed at night, closing my eyes, like reading his word. um, You know, you can come up with a million different things, but you have to learn what that looks like for you and what it looks like for me might be very different than what it looks like for you you know i think it looks different for everybody and so you have to work at that you have to grow in the discipline and the consistency of seeking him all day long not just at a certain time
0: yeah that's good so i hope this helps i hope just uh give some insight to how I, I know i've been guilty of of viewing my pursuit of jesus as more so a diet than a lifestyle and so uh, i hope this helps challenges you all And uh, go for a lifestyle with Jesus because that's who you were created to be. We'll catch you guys next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.